Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. I don't have to say this, but I, I think it bears repeating. Your heart needs to be taken care of. And there's so many different ways over the years you've heard of it. When it comes to nutrition, exercise, proper sleep, and all of that, how does heart health look when we view it from the lens of herbal? Master Herbalist is with us today, and we're going to look at that, more of a holistic approach to your heart. And she is somebody who is a master herbalist and has a great business called Herbs for You, and she's Amy Willis. Amy Willis, back with us today. How are you? Yeah, doing great. I'm glad to be with you again. Yeah, awesome to have you here. And I, you know, there's studies that come out all the time about the heart. I remember, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, it was about dental health and how that impacts impacts your heart and how you have to make sure that you take care of your teeth. Um, yes. But on the herbal side, not a lot of us know or hear about um, what we should be doing in terms of our heart. So I'm really interested to see where we're going to go with this today. Okay, sounds good. So uh, there's a lot to cover when it comes to the heart, okay? Because, you know, it's um, there's just a lot involved. So we want to look at it from a few different dimensions, okay? And I'll go over some things that I have found in my practice over the past 12 years and then some other, you know, common things that we, we think about, Okay. So how is it detected? You know, uh, what is the cause? Um, there's different variations, okay? So yeah, diet plays a role, but stress plays a role, okay? So, and there are several herbs that can be used to help in whatever situation it is. And it's not always just, oh, we got blockage, you got a poor diet, too much fat. That's, that is part of it, but that's only part of it that's not all of it okay so i want to preface with uh, so i i had a friend a dear friend of mine and she worked in the heart hospital she was a uh, a nurse and um she had a massive heart attack and she passed away okay wow. just just like that you know and we didn't even know that something was wrong okay then i had another um well, a client, but also a, a contact, a homeschool mom, and they had several children, and her husband wasn't feeling that well, and, you know, for, you know, a few months, and he had gone and got an exam, they couldn't find anything, and then one day he just stayed home from work because he was so tired, um, and the next thing, and he just was reading, reading or sitting in a chair relaxing, the next thing you know, the, the, the wife came in, and he was dead. He had had a heart attack and passed away. Okay. So, um, so the thing with the heart is that one third, um, the symptom of heart problems for one third is death. Hmm. Okay. So that's the first symptom that they have. And, and that's not a good thing. <laughs> okay. So we want to avoid that. Um, there are, there are warning signs that we need to listen to so that we can avoid it and then just be proactive in taking care of our heart. So uh, with that being said, why is it? You know, here's a here's an RN that worked in the heart hospital. Why didn't she find it? Why didn't they find it? Um, here's a, a man who had just had a 
health checkup and was going to the um, doctor to find out, you know, what's going on and nothing was found. Okay, so there's there's another aspect. Um, there's also, my own experience, I've had heart issues, okay, and um, heart pain, a lot of pain. I believe I've had three mild heart attacks. Uh, two were more in the mild. The third one, I was in bed for about five days afterwards. Um, mm. And so before I had the third one, I had gone, you know, I was wondering, you know, what's going on, you know, because um, I had a lot of stress in my life. I, I was actually going through, you know, issues at home and ended up getting divorced. Um, so I had a lot of stress in my life and um, a lot of heart pain, pain, heart pain for, you know, several years, at, at least three, if not, I mean, you know, I would say a total of maybe five or six years, but at that time. So, so there were a lot of things that I had to do. And then I ended up going, going to the hospital. I just wanted to see if they can find it. You know, <laughs> can you find what's wrong here? I, no, they didn't. Okay. Did the electrocardiogram and you're doing all that stress testing and everything and everything's fine. Okay. So, you know, of course, in my own self, I did more study because, Something isn't right. <laughs> Can't just say, you know, everything's fine when you're having all this pain. Okay. I was I was being proactive and taking my herbs, doing what I could, but when there's a lot of stress in your life, it does affect the person's heart. Okay. So um so what I have found, so through muscle testing, of course, myself, muscle testing other people with heart issues, I have found that the things that affect the heart the most are, now this is outside of the box, uh, um, like, you know, high fat diet, poor diet, and the arteries are getting clogged, okay? Um, it's gonna be parasites and emotions. Those are the two things that affect the heart the most, okay? Um, so, so then we have to look into what are we gonna do for that? Now, the interesting thing, is the the book, the herbal book that I sort of um, <clears throat> started me off on this journey is called Back to Eden. And he's an excellent herbalist that had his own clinic and saved people's lives and, and, and so forth. But he went on about the heart and he does deal with the diet side of it. And that is a big part of it. But there's also the emotional side and other other side that we have to deal with. So he put together, he has this different, um, you know, do this, you know, herbals, use these different herbals. The interesting thing is that those herbs that he recommended for the heart also are herbs that are used for emotions hmm. and mental health. Okay. So whenever we deal with the heart, we want to look into that. <clears throat> now there's the other side too. So there's emotional, um, you know, I, I believe I spoke on uh, the triad of health. Um, and there is a triad of health. Let me get my diagram here. Just a minute. I'll, sure. I'll show you. And, and this will help a lot of people if, if you visually see this. Um, so it's called the triad of health. Is that okay? Can you see that? Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is the triad of health. The base is the biochemical. 
then the two sides are the structural and then the emotional mental, okay? And then in the center is total health. So we have to work on all three components. If one of them is lacking, then we end up with uh, a health issue, okay? So this is the trial of health. Now, what does that mean? So, so practitioners are divided into these three categories, okay? So with the, the base where the biochemical, the biochemical is gonna be um, what makes up our chemical composition. So that's gonna be doctors, nurses, herbalists, naturopaths, okay? Structural, that's gonna be, you know, the chiropractors, um, physical therapists, a massage therapist and so forth. The mental emotional are gonna be like the counselors, psychologists. There's a lot of mental emotional awareness now. Um, and then there's different ways to help with that. Okay, so if that part, so we can be working on, you know, it, it, doing a whole lot with the biochemical or with the structural, uh, let's see, structural over here. Um, and if we neglect this side, we're still not going to have total health and it's going to affect us in different ways. So, so we have to deal with that side. That, so along with that is, okay, there are, there are studies out there that um, show that there's emotional connection with our different organs. Okay. So the emotional um, for the thyroid is grief. Okay. The emotion for the thyroid is grief. The emotion for the heart can be, there's different ones, but um, anger, forgiveness, compassion, grief is affected. So now my, uh, my nurse friend who had passed away from a heart attack, she, you know, she said every time a client comes in for uh, heart issues, they always check their thyroid. Hmm. There is a connection between the thyroid and the heart. Now, when you say so the, check the thyroid, is that through lab results? Right. Just regular, you know, medical ways of looking at the blood and, sure. and checking the thyroid because how that affects the heart. Okay. So, um, so I went into all of that to say, <laughs> uh, let me get my, so I, I put together, I, I formulated um, this uh, calm heart formula. Okay, we're starting to get some good results with people uh, doing this instead of drugs. The herbs in this, um, I'll read them off, um, valerian root. Okay, so that is one that people use. Uh, it's like a sedative, and it helps you sleep better. Okay, um, skullcap. Skullcap is a, a mental herb. Okay, it's for the brain. And it also helps, like, to if you have racing thoughts and you can't get to sleep, it helps stop those racing thoughts okay and then motherwort now motherwort is a specific heart herb it, it it's one that when you say give me herbs for the heart that's one of the ones that comes on the list hmm. um saint john's wort most people know saint john's wort you know as um for depression and anxiety and the studies on saint john's wort show that it is um gives gives equivalent results for depression as um other antidepressant drugs Okay, and then cayenne. Okay, those are the herbs in this calm heart formula. So this deals with the emotional, nervous, um, mental part of the heart problems. Okay, so this is a good one. 
I'm going to go over a few different remedies that I have here. So this is a very good one for a person. Um, and I will, I will also mention I with my clients. Now, of course, with myself, I never went on any um, herbs for, I mean, any um, drugs for my heart. I just went with the herbs, did what I could. Um, there were other things that I did because it was serious. So the, the last heart attack, now I call it a heart attack. It hasn't been um, clinically diagnosed, but I think I know my body <laughs> well enough to be able to say. And with heart attacks, it's not like, oh, you know, boom, you have it, boom, you don't. It's progressive. It starts and then it just, it can go on for hours until you have the actual heart attack that drops you, okay, mm-hmm. or kills you or whatever, okay? So, um, uh, I'm sort of thinking, where was I? <laughs> well, you know, I do have a question based yes, on medication versus um, herbal remedies. Uh, let's say that somebody is diagnosed with some high cholesterol. Maybe it's like borderline. Um, and let's say the doctor is suggesting, hey, let me put you on a med. Maybe you don't want to go on a med. Is there a herbal um, solution for that? I'm glad you brought that up. Um, that's a very important subject. Okay, I have many people with drugs. They're on drugs. They're on the statins. They're on, you know, a, do- a half a dozen drugs, at least three, you know, for the heart itself. Okay, now I want to explain about cholesterol because we have to we have to understand what's going on to give an adequate and accurate remedy. Okay, so cholesterol is high cholesterol is the symptom of a problem. The problem is inflammation. Now that's that's like the problem here. We gotta get down here. Okay, inflammation is a problem. So what is inflammation? Inflammation is like all kinds of glass throughout your body. Just little tiny pieces of glass floating throughout your body. That's inflammation, cutting you up, destroying and and wrecking you. Okay? So, yeah, that's scary. So the body is for survival. And so the body makes cholesterol, which is all waxy and, and, you know, and then it coats on this glass and buffers it. So now the glass inflammation in your body is bumping around but not hurting you. But, but. (laughs) mm -hmm, And that can cause clogged arteries and and different problems. Yes, I understand. It's almost the same thing when you have um, digestive issues. Let's say you have um, a reflux. And and then you you feel like you're bringing up mucus, but you don't have any congestion. And that's your stomach's way of protecting you from the acid, the excess acid in your stomach. And that's, it seems kind of the same way. That's the glass that's just there. Yeah. Co- coating. Right. Right. Very good point. Coating there. to protect. So, right. So, so then, then we have to understand that the cholesterol is actually protecting us. Okay. So the problem is the inflammation. Let's get that inflammation taken care of. Okay. So then we get into what's causing the inflammation and we go back to the five things that I mentioned bacteria, virus, parasite, yeast, toxins, and heavy metals, okay? So those are what we have to get rid of in the body, okay? So um, now there's there's other studies. So according to another doctor, Dr. McCullough, who is 
very well researched and researches things a lot says there's hardly any time when you need to have cholesterol okay so they've done studies and a lot of medical doctors do not have these studies they're busy seeing patients they don't they don't know of these studies but the study is basically uh what was done is they had a group that had high cholesterol okay and didn't take drugs and then they had a group who were on a cholesterol lowering medication okay so their cholesterol was down they were on the drug um, and the ones who were on the high cholesterol lived longer than the ones who were on the cholesterol-lowering medication and had lower cholesterol. Okay, so the reason for that is, is like what I said, the glass. Now, they didn't, they died quicker than the high cholesterol people, but they didn't die from high cholesterol. They died from other things, okay, because it's that glass in there wreaking havoc in the body that's going to kill them. Okay, so according mm-hmm. to... Um, other alternatives, there's, there's no, statins are not to be, okay? Um, there's only very rare cases of genetics, um, issues that some people have to be on it, okay? Now, the other thing as a forewarning, too, is that if a person is on a statin, statin drugs can cause and lead to diabetes type 2, type 2, okay? So, that's just another mm. Another drug that they might have to be on. So let's get back to the heart here. Um, so, so I hope I answered that question. Um, so, so what we work with, so with like my clients, we don't, I don't tell them to get off of drugs. That's their own choice. Okay. But I explain things. And then I also, through muscle testing, can test the drugs. Okay. So I've tested many, many drugs uh, for the heart. They bring, usually in their second visit or their third, I'll have them bring their drugs and then we'll test them muscle testing them okay and as far as heart drugs go most of them i would say 99 percent, 98 percent. i i want to say 100 percent, but i might be mistaken because i might not remember um all of it but um they all hurt the heart all of them just about all of them from what i remember so if their numbers are higher meaning they're stronger their heart is stronger like let's say it's a um, it's a 20 then when i I test it with the drug, not drops it down to a 12, meaning that drug is weakening the heart. Okay. So now we, what we have to understand um, that there's the conflict, okay, the conflict with herbs, and maybe I already mentioned this, um, um, drugs, okay, there is a conflict there, okay. Now, here, and I, and I tell my clients, okay, so they're on like half a dozen drugs, and I say, okay, so you're taking all these drugs. What would happen if I took them? Because I'm healthy. What would happen if I took them? And then they think a little bit, think, well, you'll probably have some problems. <laughs> yes, I would. Huh. I would, you know, it could kill me. It could kill me. Okay. That's why they're prescription drugs. You can't take them without a prescription because they're dangerous. Well, okay. from what I'm hearing uh, from you here is that if we're going to do any kind of herbal solution, you have to absolutely, if you're on medications, absolutely make sure that it is it, they're, they're well, compatible. Right. Well, so that's what I want to explain here. So the compatibility is actually the herbs and the health measures that you're going to do is going to make you healthy. Okay. It's going to make you healthy. When you're healthy, like myself, if I'm healthy and I take those drugs, 
it's going to affect me and I'm going to have problems. So when these herbs start to make the person healthy, and if they still take the drugs, there's going to be problems. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. that's that's one of the main conflicts. It's not that the herbs are unsafe because all of the herbs, just about, not, not totally, but just about all of them, a, a healthy person could take because they... They bring healing. They just help your body better. Okay. Now there are some, there's ones that are more specific that no, you don't want to take it. Okay. So, so that's one of the conflicts that we have. Um, but so, so when we start uh, and then people, my clients understand that they're still on their drugs and it's fine. They need to be, they can't just get off of their drugs right away. So I had one man, he had, he had my, um, Carditis. He had gotten it. He says he got it because he got the COVID shot because that's when it happened. Um, and he was in the hospital for a while. And then, of course, they give him a whole bunch of drugs. And so he was on that and then he came. And then um, it took a while, but he he was able of his own accord to get off of all of the drugs. Okay. But it, it took a while because he had tried before to get off and then, you know, his symptoms and um, calculation and different problems came back. Okay, but as we worked slowly and steadily, his heart recovered uh, and weakened through muscle testing. We can um, find out, you know, how, how better it's getting and so forth. Can, can, um, we, can we talk about that for a second there? Yes. The, the muscle testing. What can that tell you? Like if you muscle tested yourself when you suspected that you had some uh, issues going on, could it have told you, yeah, you know what? There's something going on with my heart. There's something I need to be mindful of. Would you would you have known through the muscle testing, or it's kind of kind of hit or miss? No, I can I can test my heart. I can test people's. I do test my heart. That's part of my program. I I test on the major glands and organs. Okay, and so and then I give them a number, a rating. You know, usually when people come in, the rating would be on um, a one to ten. Okay, so the lower the number, the weaker it is. So each, you know, I'll test the heart, the lungs, the liver, the stomach, the intestines, the pituitary, the pineal gland, and different ones. You know, we step, we I test a whole bunch of those, and then we give them a number. You know, how strong, how weak are they? Most people, so when they when they first come, you know, is on a scale of one to ten, but they have to get you, the higher the number, the stronger it is, the better it is. They have to get up to a twenty. You need to at least be up to a twenty. I keep my numbers at around 100. Okay. Hmm. So that's that's vitality. Okay. Not just an absence of disease. Okay. Wow. Uh, and so I do have a good number of clients because they like how they feel. Usually by about 20, they get like resolution um, from whatever they came in for. They're, they're starting to get some resolution. It's at least noticeable. Okay, at around 20. And then once they hit 20, then um, they're starting to really uh, jump and, and go fast. So then a lot of clients, they'll stay and they keep on coming, you know, and then they get up to 50 and 60 and then I have several up to 100 and they, they like it there. <laughs> they like feeling the vitality, you know. And with that um, muscle testing, I, I believe we touched upon this before that you need to do it in person for it to be most effective. Is, is that true? Right. And I know there are those who do it remotely. I just, I, I, I like to be accurate. I like to be, um, I like to 
just do it in person, it's a little bit more solid. But I do want to go back to just one more point about the myocarditis, because I know that's um, quite prevalent. Uh, a lot is happening about that. And it's not, so if a person has myocarditis and then they get on their drugs and they stabilize, okay, and it's like, okay, well, now I'm okay. No, don't, they, they need to not think that way because those who get myocarditis, 20%, this is from a medical um, profession, okay, that uh, this information is 20% would die within five years. Wow. Okay, so if a person if a person has myocarditis, they need to find someone that can work on a holistic level with them and resolve it. Okay, or they're going to be in that twenty percent. They can be in that twenty percent, and these are young people. You know, a lot of them are young people, older people. Wow, <laughs> this is like shocking stuff, and you don't hear about this anywhere. Um, we're out of time. We could probably do another three podcasts on, on well, health initiatives. Can I just mention some of the um, herbs then? I sure. forgot to bring those up. Okay, so the most important one to know is cayenne. Okay, so cayenne pepper, and this is what I use for when I had my heart attack. It has, over the years, so Dr. Christopher uses to bring people back from a heart attack. Like if a person is having a heart attack, you put droppers of this in their mouth and it revives them back. Okay. So cayenne is um, <clears throat> an herb that helps with anything with to do with the blood. So it will help the blood to move faster, you know, for circulation. It will help the blood to clot when you need to clot. So like you can take, if you have a nosebleed, you take a teaspoon of the powder form in water, you drink it, count to 10, your nosebleed is gone. Okay. So this is very important for the heart. Okay. So like when I was having my issues that this is the first thing I went to. And then I did some pressure point and there was some other things, but this is what makes the difference. Wow. Okay. Hawthorne berry is another one. Hawthorne berry will strengthen the heart muscle. It will make the beats um, stronger in the right way so that the body is getting the blood that it needs. So Hawthorne berry is a must for whenever there's heart issues. Okay. And it's very safe and you can, like I still take my Hawthorne berry. I've been on it for years. Um, cause we all need a good, strong heart, you know? So that's, you can, I have liquid form. We also have capsule form either way. doesn't matter. Um, and then I also mentioned the calm heart. The other is we have this wild berry powder. This has two, two, one, um, two heart herbs. One is the Hawthorne. Of course, I always want people to have the Hawthorne and then there's bilberry. So bilberry helps with circulation. Okay. So this is excellent for, um, when there's high blood pressure issues too. Okay. And then I do have another one. I don't have it with me, but it's um, another one for circulation and it has a lot of cayenne too uh, in it. So out of all of those, would you say cayenne is like the most important one and could you take it uh, on a regular basis? Yes. I, I would say cayenne would be the most important, especially for emergency. And yes. So like for a good while, I would take cayenne in the morning with some water and maybe put a little lemon juice in it or just okay. straight cayenne. Yeah. Hmm. Every morning. Interesting. Wow. And uh, final question on the cayenne, any, um, any conflicts with any other medications typically? Um, and not really, uh, not that I would know of. It just increases the circulation. So, you know, um, one of the side effects might be you'd have to decrease your medication because now it's getting, 
into your body more. Wow. Yeah. And Which, of course, is it a bad thing? Yeah. And disclaimer, check with your medical profession before you try any of these. Right. But, always. Yeah. yeah, yeah always um, check with your. Yeah. Somebody wants to check with you, Amy. Uh, best way to find you. What's your website? Uh, herbs, the number four, you, Y-O-U.org. Wow. Good stuff today. Uh, and very relatable. I've got, you know, friends who have passed. My dad passed at 58 and he was oh. perfectly healthy. Just dropped. So uh, all of us, it's, it's really important to be mindful of. And certainly I'm intrigued about the muscle testing. Uh, what can be found from that? I think that's uh, kind of underrated or underexposed, you know, how important that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you so much for being here today. Really appreciate it. Yes. Thanks for having me. Thank you. We'll be right back. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Let's go inside the mind of a 10-year-old. I should have worn those earrings today. I like those earrings. Gabby has those awesome earrings. I need to ask her where she got those, but that's just what she would want me to do. I'll have Michaela ask her for me. Buckle up, Sarah. Yeah, but then Michaela will be like, why don't you just ask her yourself? That's just like Michaela. Sarah. Buckle up. Michaela's such a great name. I wish I was called Michaela. There's like a dozen Sarahs in my class. Hey, we're not hitting the road until you buckle up, honey. Oh, yeah. Seatbelt. I forget sometimes because my brain is, like, busy, you know? I wonder if there's pizza at school today. Sometimes it can be tough to get through to your kids, but it's not impossible. Always make sure they're wearing their seatbelts, even on short drives. Remember, you have the keys, you have the power. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information.